call 0244-308-111 for more information. We are good together everywhere you go. Good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love, 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on A1 Radio and Dreams FM in Bogatanga, Radio Y in Waganga FM in Jirapa, Sky FM in Sunyai. We are on Radio Max in Takrade and Amenuveve FM in Naplau. We are on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook, myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. Also brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. This afternoon, police on a hunt for assailants who attacked and killed a driver in Boko over the weekend with two others sustaining various injuries. Indeed, the incident that occurred led to the death of one person. And the person happened not to be a resident of Boko. I'll take you live there for updates as the Municipal Security Council prepares for an emergency meeting on this and other separate attacks. Also, collapsed building kills one person, leaving another injured as flood continues to ravage the northeast region. Because of the nature of the rooms we have around this area, a room fell on somebody and then he died. And then uh, there was another incident at the uh, last one. But the person was taken to Borgatanga uh, to go and meet a good specialist. Also, Colleges of Education Teachers Association of Ghana remains unperturbed by warnings of salary freezes and termination of appointment as they continue their industrial action in demand for better working conditions in spite of its impact on the economic calendar. We are prepared to die on the cross of conviction that we've been sidelined, we've been maligned, cheated for far too long. People are retiring and you look at the salaries they are taking, it's nothing good to write home about. We'll get to hear from the Labour Commission, which says the Education Ministry has legitimate grounds not to pay the striking teachers their August salaries. As on that one, it's a provision in the law that if you engage on a strike, which is unlawful or illegal, you will not be paid for the period, and that the proponents of the strike are held accountable. We'll get to hear from affected students as principals of the Colleges of Education trigger alternative plans for examinations to come off in the absence of CTAG. So we've done all arrangements to go ahead with the examination irrespective of the strike. Uh, all principals are put in place, alternative arrangements. Danny has sports. GFA presidential aspirant George Freer believes a growing number of individuals contesting for positions on the GFA Executive Council is evidence of the failure of the Keto Creek administration. And much later, residents at Pong Katamanso are left stranded as of commercial drivers embark on a sit-down strike over the deplorable state of roads in the enclave. Move our shaman to Bedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us, nobody is moving until we see a change on our road. As I speak to you now, many or hundreds of them today walked on their foot to their various, uh, I mean, workplaces. That's and more in the next 30 minutes here on the Midday News. I am MFA Apawu, and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. As always, please do stay for details.
Let's dig in now. And one person has been attacked and killed by an unknown assailance in Boko, with two others sustaining various degrees of injuries. According to the municipal chief executive, Musa Amadou, the incident which happened at a fuel station also resulted in the injury of two women. However, the police is yet to apprehend the assailants. Indeed, the incident that occurred on Saturday led to the death of one person. And the person happened not to be a resident of Boko. I got the information and I indeed contacted the police who were on the ground, the military. And in fact, they said that the assailant came closer to the total filling station area and then shot. Thankfully, uh, Mr. Musa Amadou, MC for the area, joins us live uh, for further updates on this. Uh, Mr. Amadou, thank you so much for your time here on the Midday News. Just for clarity, how many attacks really were witnessed in your area during the weekend? Um, let me correct you. My name is Amadou Hamza. I'm not Musa Amadou. I appreciate it, sir. Yes. Yes, there was an attack in the weekend and in fact, like I indicated, that uh, an assailant came closer to the total filling station area, uh, popularly known as mobile, and that's just close to the traffic line. And the person opened firearms on persons who are conducting their business activities within that particular area. And indeed, the gunshot hit by four people. And the information that I got, in fact, the police who rushed to the scene reported to me that it led to two guys being hit and two women. Indeed, within a few hours, the driver died, leaving the other three persons wounded. And so I can report to you that the one who died is not a resident of Baku, and he is an Akamba tribe. He's an Akamba ethnic group, and he is from the southern part of the country. Indeed, he's a teacher in Bulga, according to the information that I gathered. His brother spoke with me, and in fact, coincidentally, his elder brother happens to my mate at the Navrungo Senior High School between 2007 to 2008, between 1997 to 1999. Yes, and so the brother who is a teacher in Bulga also owns a vehicle of which he drives to Boko okay. on weekends. Okay, so th- that said, uh, Mr. Uh, Amadou Hamza, well, yes. we're told that apart from this particular incident over the weekend, there have been separate attacks also. But with this particular one, have there been any arrests yet? Then you can tell us about the other attacks that you've witnessed over the one-month period, we're told. Yes, uh, there have been some arrests made. Usually, and in most occasions, if there's some um, such issues like that, the police and the army would run after people who have misconducted themselves, um, taking the law into their own hands. And in fact, you would uh, realize that the police and the military jointly would do an operation to nab persons who um, are behind all these attacks. And usually, some of them are taken to court. And Sometimes, some are jailed, and most of them have been left in the hook. 
they have left and grab bail is granted. So usually that's a challenge. Okay. So over yes. the period then, are you able to tell me, I know that the Municipal Security Council is preparing to meet over this and uh, the number of attacks that you've witnessed over the last month. How many persons exactly would you say have been killed doing all these separate attacks? I cannot attacks? within one okay. month. <laughs> it, uh, the conflict started somewhere 24th November 2021. And in fact, I can tell you that it is difficult to ascertain in the sense that police report, which is official, is different from what is happening on the ground. I can tell you that many people died and their bodies were never given to police. Police is not aware of them. And so because of that, it will be difficult to ascertain the exact number of persons who have been injured or who, are, uh, who died. That's, that's a, that's a situation you must be worried about, MC. That's a situation you must be worried about, aren't you? I am so worried about it because the combating takes place at locations where it's difficult for the police or the military to even get get to know. Before you realize somebody is hit, they kill somebody, and then the group will take the person and run away. How would you be able to know that? Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that a number of persons died, yes, would hit 200 and plus, if I'm not lying to you. Yes, so it's not easy. Mm. Well, uh, Mr. Mr. Hamza Amadou, we're yes. grateful. Uh, yes. We'll leave it here for now. And as you, uh, there's MC or the Municipal Security Council meets over this matter. We'll get um, subsequent updates. So that's the MC for Boko, uh, Amadou Hamza there. I'll stay up north and a building has collapsed and killed one person while leaving another with bone fractures in the Nyonyo, Naswan district of the northeast region. It's regional director of NADMO, Al Hassan John Kweku says the flat situation is getting worse and destroying properties. But residents have been provided with temporary structures as the flood continue to wreak havoc um, in these communities. He's therefore appealing to benevolent groups and individuals to support with relief items for the affected persons. The situation is not, it's not all that too good because some of the areas are cut off. Even though we have not been able to do the assessment, but we have an idea about what has happened to the people. In terms of uh, they are supposed to put up themselves, some of them have their building being uh, collapsed. So can you explain to us exactly what you mean by the situation is not so good on the ground? What I mean is that, you know, when you have people, uh, farmlands being submerged, and you have people, uh, rooms that are down, and then uh, some of the road networks that are cut off. So people are not able to access a market, cars are not able to apply on some of the rules, and then uh, people are not able to go to farm. You can understand what, what I'm talking about. We only had a situation where uh, a room, because of the nature of the rooms we have around this area in the Union district, the community called Salam Hussein, where a room fell on somebody and then he died, and then uh, there was another incident at uh, Nasson. But the person was taken to a Baptist medical center. And later, I was told that uh, he was transferred to uh, Borgatanga to go and meet a bone specialist. So uh, that, these are the two cases that uh, we recorded. They're Let's go live to the area and Northeast Regional Correspondent Ilyasu Tanko thankfully joins us on the line with latest updates. Ilyasu, so we understand the rains and the flood have not receded yet. What, what would you say is the situation at hand? Well, exactly. It's uh, been a very difficult situation as we speak right now. Uh, a lot of houses are still inundated. Uh, communities are still cut off. And uh, this morning, there's uh, a lot of activities by the Regional Coordinating Council and the directory to ensure that the communities that are cut off, the residents are, are assisted with some form of relief items. Even though it's very difficult assessing these particular communities, but uh, 
the regional coordinated council is up and doing to ensure that these communities are uh, the, the residents there are uh, giving some assistance. Mm. Well, but uh, we are told about a building collapse also today that killed one person. What more can you report on that incident? Well, that is uh, in the Union of Swanee District. And uh, before this particular incident, uh, uh, another person got injured in this uh, uh, flooding situation. And that person was rushed to the hospital. in uh, currently receiving treatment in a hospital in Polkatanga. Uh, like I said, the authorities are trying... Uh, to get access to this particular community to offer, uh, communities to offer uh, them with the assistance that they Th- thankfully, um, I know um, Ilias Sudachi are with the regional minister and his team as they tour the area. Uh, I'm sure it's a good time to hand over to him. Idana uh, Zakaria, uh, we're grateful uh, for your time, sir, also uh, here on the Midday News. So you've been touring uh, the region with your team since morning. What would you say are your preliminary findings? Hello. Hello, sir. I'm sure you can hear me. I'm asking about your tour so far and what your observations are. You're asking about your tour so far of the affected areas and what your observations have been. Yeah, we've just started the tour. Um, except those areas that we have already reported. Today we are going to cover other areas that we could only reach using the plan. At this time around, we are going by road. We are still on our way to enjoy the usual and other communities in that area that have also been cut off. So we have to go there and see the situation on the ground before we can fix it. Mm. But from your briefing, though, so far from NADMO amongst others, how many residents exactly would you say have been displaced or communities for that matter? You know, we, we have a number of districts. Each district has to submit its reports. We have received some and they are yet even to update them because at the initial stages, those houses and farms that were affected, the numbers have increased. So it's more or less something that is going on. So as I mentioned this morning, the Kiponi area, at the heat of it, was not flooded. Yesterday and today, the whole of that area is also flooded. It means that we need to now also take information from Kiponi which previously we didn't. So at the initial stages, only four districts were affected. Now it appears all the districts in the northeast region are now inundated with floods. So if we want to mention the figures now, we will be quoting wrong figures. But I believe by tomorrow, we would have been able to update whatever records we have. And then we can support exactly the figures. But is it a situation you have under control in terms of giving relief items to these residents? How about school children amongst others? What exactly is the directive? Um, for school children, thankfully, schools are in session. Um, there's only one community this morning that I had a report um, from one of the community members that their brief has also collapsed. So um, another community where the school children used to walk about two, three kilometers to access education. And they cannot cross as of today. And that happened with the rains last night and this morning. So that one, up to the Adamu, Lino and Gintere, is on the way to one of these 
we would Okay. Ms. Ayidana, Zakaria, we appreciate your time. We'll leave you uh, to go on that tour and get updates subsequently. That's the Northeast Regional Minister there. Let's head down south now, this time to Bungkatamansu Municipality. And residents there have been left stranded as commercial drivers embark on a sit-down action protesting the poor road conditions in the area. Commercial drivers operating on the Bung barrier to Michelle Camp and Saki Bidiaku Road in the Bungkatamansu Municipality of the Greater Okra Region have withheld services um, from this morning due to the deplorable state. The drivers say they will not back down until the roads are fixed. But before that, let's hear from some commuters who've been waiting for hours for transport to their destinations. We are one, more than one hour. No car is not coming. Car is not going. They are stopping car. Children are not going to school. So everywhere is blocked. Even high tension, they are blocked the high tension. When it is that place, they bring everybody down. They say the road is no good. No, it's no good. When they fall, car cannot come, car, car cannot go. It's very disappointing. I have to take car from barrier to Michelle Camp Gate. And this morning, this is what I've, I've met. So as you have seen me here, I've walked from uh, barrier to this very place. We can now hear the concerns of these drivers. The taxi drivers within the locality here and then the total divers moving from Temakomi to one to Bediaku, and then the total divers move from Ashaman to Bediaku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us, nobody is moving until we see a change on our road. Because we are sick and tired. Recently, we, the divers, we contributed for our, by ourselves, and then we buy a lot on the road. See, look, how much is our money? Meanwhile, we keep on fixing our road. We keep on uh, fixing our cars, repairing our cars. We are sick and tired of this. We cannot be bearing uh, someone's uh, responsibility. And this has been going on all morning. Carlos Caloni is on the ground, joins us live. Carlos, uh, you've been reporting about the situation, but let's see if uh, there's been some attention that they got from authorities. What has it been? All right. So, um, uh, actually, MFR, the situation here on the ground is, is that as the uh, drivers here uh, are not allowing any commercial vehicles to fly the road, and they are trying to turn away such drivers. And we've been speaking uh, to the uh, member of the uh, MP for the area. We've also been speaking to the assembly member of the area. They've all been expressing various concerns about the state of the road. We can take a listen to what the assemblyman has been saying. We'll get that shortly, but I know you've been interacting uh, with the DC, for instance. Is there a particular action they are hoping to take in the interim? All right, so the DC, his response has been that he's surprised that uh, uh, the Minister of Roads actually made a comment on the floor of Parliament that this road does not fall uh, or form part of their plans. And this statement from the uh, Minister of Roads actually angered the drivers in the area, which has led to uh, the sit-down strike today. But, of course, he says that he's concerned as the MP and he's uh, appealing to the drivers to... Uh, call off the strike as he prepares to uh, bring some machines to the road to fix the road. But the minister, the only thing he could say was that as for him, all he knows is that they don't have this particular road on their database to indicate that it has been awarded. And so maybe it's the assembly that uh, awarded the contract to a local or the assembly sat down and did something at their local level. And in fact, I wasn't happy at all. Because the contract was also signed by the chief director of the ministry. So I see no reason why the minister would come and tell us that they don't have any plan for this. To add to this, it's also saying that uh, 
they can only consider this road in 2024 budget. And as you can see, this road needs urgent attention. So the minister cannot push us to 2024 budget. So what is your word to the minister? My word to the minister is that they should come and do something on this road. We know that the road has been awarded according to the documents that we have. And so they should release the needed funds to the contractor so that the contractor can move to sites. Are you in support of the actions of the residents? Yes, I'm, I'm in support of this action. That's the MP for Kpon so Joseph Akwetetete, taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News, sponsored by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank, where Dura Plus goes, water flows. Also brought to you by Petrosol, your clean for in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. We've been to Boko, where police is on the hands for Iceland who killed a driver in the area over the weekend with two others sustaining various injuries. When we return from the break we have sports and then colleges of education teachers association of ghana CTAG remains unperturbed by warnings of salary freezes and termination of appointment as they continue the industrial action in demand for better working conditions we are prepared to die on the cross of conviction that we've been sidelined we've been maligned cheated for far too long people are retiring and you look at the salaries they are taking it's nothing good to write home about Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. Where it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You don't get one drop safe inside your tanku. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selidio. <laughs> That water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water, pe, pe, pe. so say some no go left inside the supply tank. What a tank! That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank! By Duraplast. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol. Clean fuel in full quantity. Many thanks for staying with us. Let's do sports. Danny Cranting is here. Hi, MFA. Um, the GFA presidential aspirant, Georgie Free, believes the growing number of individuals contesting four positions on the GFA Executive Council is enough evidence of the failure of the Keta Okreku um, administration. The former GFA Vice President Free filed his nomination last Friday ahead of the association's election next month. Free believes the entire football fraternity is aware of the falling standards of Ghana football in the past four years. If you look at the number of people who are grammaring to become ESCO members, it's enough justification telling you that everything is not right. 
if the people who want to contest the executive council position think that Mr. Okreku has done well, then let us me also withdraw and all of us go and back them plus the executive council. If they have done so well, then I expect everybody who has picked form to contest the executive council to drop. If they drop, I'll be the first to drop. Then everything is fine. Your GFA presidential aspirant George Ifri is speaking there. Bring that into sports. Back to you, MFA. Thank you very much, Danny Cranting. Let's turn our attention to education now and striking colleges of Education Teachers Association of Ghana, CETA, collusive August salary and possible termination of the appointment by government if ongoing validation by the ministry finds them absent from work. CETA embarked on an indefinite strike to push the government to redeem its promise of implementing their negotiated conditions of service. Their decision follows the non compliance of the government to implement the NLC's habitual award orders and the negotiated conditions of service since May 2, 2023. But the Education Ministry is taking a tough stance in the directive to the principals of the colleges. My colleague James Aveji joins me in studio with more. What's the Ministry's directive, James? All right, MFA. So, according to the statement from the Ministry, there was a pronouncement on the ongoing strike earlier by the NLC on 2nd August, directing CTAC not to proceed on the action which they have clearly defined. Because of this, the Ministry of Education has directed that all principals of the colleges of education uh, should take notes and submit details of tutors at post within the month of August to enable the ministry to take some critical decisions concerning the issue. Okay. Now, the letter went further to state that the attendance should be submitted before salaries are validated for the various colleges of education in August. What this, uh, an MFA, the uh, directive is expected to be strictly adhered okay. to okay. by all the principals. Thank you very much, James. Now, the National Labor Commission says the Education Ministry has legitimate grounds for such an action. We can hear from the Executive Secretary of the Commission, Ufuswa Samwa. As on that one, it's a provision in the law that if you engage on a strike, which is unlawful or illegal, you will not be paid for the period and that the proponents of the strike or the leaders are held accountable. It is not only Ghana, it is all over the world. It's part of the ILO uh, convention. But uh, President of CTAC, Prince of Binghima, says they are unfazed by the threat. He's been speaking on the probe with me last night. You look at what we've gone through, CTAC, I think that, uh, like my members, we are prepared to die on the cross of conviction that we've been sidelined, we've been maligned, cheated for far too long. People have sacrificed to make the colleges what they are. People are retiring. And we show you salaries of people. I mean, you look at the, I mean, what we are how going through. I think... Uh, how low, how high? You look at people who would have uh, gone to the universities to teach. Others have gone to do PhDs and they are there teaching just because they have love for passion for preservative teacher education. And you look at the salaries they are taking. It's nothing good to write home about. Well, students of the training colleges have also begun the end of semester examination today in spite of the action across the country. Jeff Tananakwam is president of the Teacher Trainees Association of Ghana. To be in the College of Education as it stands now, mm. now if we are to delve into what the students are going through at the moment, it is very pathetic. It is very, very pathetic. As it stands now, level 300, since I guess one were left with two weeks to complement the first semester. Okay. And you they would love exams. to know, yes, there are exams. You'd love to know that they started the first semester long ago. That will bring us back to the all year round teaching. Now these students were left with two weeks one week for full contact hour and one week for 
revision mm. before they could start the exams. If as it stands now, those two is were lost. Mad President of uh, Principals of Conference of Pre uh, Principals of Colleges of Education, Professor Samuel Atintonu, says there are plans uh, in place to ensure the examination goes on without hitches. So we've done all arrangements to go ahead with the examination irrespective of uh, the strike. Uh, all principals are put in place, alternative arrangements uh, to make sure that population and supervision goes on. Uh, it's not the first time that we have faced this situation. Well, in a related development in the Ashanti region, some students of the Kumasi Technical University say management's decision asking them to defer a course will not augur well for the academic work. Well, let me bring in Emmanuel Brightquickle. He's been monitoring the situation. Emmanuel, bring us up to speed on the situation. All right, so MSI, it's been the fifth day these students have been picketing the administration block of the school to have their concerns addressed. Um, but according to them, their peaceful demonstration um, seems to have fallen on deaf ears. They are pleading with the management to rescind their decision um, for them to defer their courses after they failed um, to register their courses. So this is what is actually um, happening in Kumasi um, Technical University. They are only asking the management to um, make them rescind their decision and then defer. But according to the management, management themselves, they are saying that they've been magnanimous enough um, for them um, to defer their course because according to their students' um, hand guide, they are supposed um, to actually withdraw from school because they have given them several deadlines. According to them, they gave them, this is the fourth time they've told them to um, register their courses, but um, these students, according to them, they say um, they were not able to register. Some of them also stated that um, they couldn't actually log on to the um, registration portal. That's why they couldn't. Okay, that's my colleague Emmanuel Brightquickle. Now in a bizarre turn of events, it's now common to see children and adolescents die of suicide today than it used to be 10 years ago. As my colleague Oheming Terrier discovered in his latest hotline documentary, Whispers in the Dark, many children, some as young as seven years, virtually end their lives every day in Ghana through suicide. Here I accept. Attempted suicide until now was criminal, punishable by law. But experts are worried lack of data on suicide, especially for those that involve children and adolescents, could spare doom for the country. First is Dr. Emmanuel Niboykwashi, a suicidologist at the psychology department at the University of Ghana. He wants the government to take the lead in the collection of official data on suicide.